Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. It has been a crazy news cycle the past three days. You had the uh, debates on Wednesday. You had the Trump mugshot yesterday. Couldn't think of a better guest to have on to talk about it all. Breitbart News Senior Editor-at-Large, Joel Pollack, on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Welcome back to the Hammer and Nigel Show, Joel. How are you? I am great in the San Francisco Bay Area today, oh. going all over the country this week. I've had an amazing week. Well, look, I, I don't know about you. I, I was I was transfixed. I, I couldn't take my eyes off the news last night to TV, the clown show that was uh, several, uh, this huge giant Secret Service motorcade escorting our former president to a rinky-dink county jail in Georgia Uh over what seems to be Trump challenging the 2020 election, mugshot and all. The Democrats got what they wanted last night. I think Trump is using it to his advantage, too. What did you see from your angle last night? Well, let me give you my analysis of the mugshot, and then I will add something about watching the spectacle. So the mugshot, as you point out, was something that Democrats wanted to get because they wanted to see Trump in jail or in custody. They wanted to humiliate him. They wanted to scare his supporters. And not just because of what he is alleged to have done in 2020, but because he had the temerity to win the election in 2016. Hmm. This is the moment they had been waiting for. On the right, it was a moment that many of us dreaded, not only because of the humiliation of a president that many of us supported, but also because of the degradation of the office of the presidency, because even a former president has a special status, and because of what it means for our democracy. Are we becoming a third world banana republic where the party in power prosecutes and jails the opposition party, the leading opposition candidate? So many of us felt this was going to be a terrible moment. And then the mugshot came out, and I wrote about this in my column at Breitbart this week, but if you look at his expression, he's not sad. He's not even angry. The expression on his face goes right back to how he would look on The Apprentice when he would fire somebody. That's the you're fired face. So what you're looking at there is not a man in custody. What you're looking at there is a man who's in charge. And the people taking the photograph don't know it yet. But what that photograph does is it liberates him, if he does win the presidency, to completely destroy all of the institutions and all of the people who have done this to him and to our country. It gives him a sweeping mandate for change, to break up the Department of Justice, to move it to other states, to have a special prosecution of the people who carried out the Russia collusion hoax, which is is the origin of all this, to make laws that change the way our country functions in a way that actually works rather than the way it's working now. And there need be no compromise. He doesn't have to compromise with anybody ever again. That moment where 
some of us wished we could all come together and get over the political divisions. That's gone. Yeah. Mugshot says the only way we're going to get back to reconciliation is through the complete defeat of the people who did this. And so, in a way, it liberates Trump. And so when I saw that mugshot, I actually felt liberated. I felt a little bit excited about it. It has nothing to do with winning the next election. It has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the, the sense that they had taken their best shot, that the thing many of us feared the most, not just for Trump or the Republican Party, but for the country, the thing we had feared the most had come to pass and we were still standing. And it gives the opposition an incredible opportunity, even if it's not in this election. In the long run, the people who did this will be held accountable. And it's not even a question of whether they'll be held accountable. The feeling I had was, oh, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I can do. And even at some considerable risk, I think people are willing to lose the next election, to be embarrassed, to risk professional opportunities, to risk money that they don't need to candidates or campaigns or whatever it is. But I think there's a determination that's set in. And so I think the left didn't enjoy this moment once it finally came, because I think the thing they fear now and what they ought to fear is what Trump will do if and when he gets back into office and what his supporters will do regardless of whether he wins the next election, not because it's going to be violent or disruptive, but because once that day comes, there will be no quarter asked and none given. So it was a liberating moment in that sense. One thing I want to add just about watching the spectacle. Yeah. Like you, I was I was following the news, waiting to hear about when this would happen and when the mugshot would be released. And then I went out and I went to a rock and roll concert. And I had planned this rock and roll concert. I went to see Weezer at Berkeley, of all places, with cool. my daughter. And, yeah, it was a great show. And I'd been planning to go for months. And I actually wrote my column while I was sitting there. I had to scrap the one I'd already written because I felt so differently after that mugshot that I wrote the column on my phone while I was waiting for the show to start. And the thing is this, you can't let them take away your fun. The people who are doing this to our country are miserable people and they want the rest of us to be miserable. They want us to feel like our country is bad, like our nation has a history we have to be ashamed of, like our constitution is born in original sin, that it needs to be overthrown or fundamentally transformed. We are happy. We're happy because freedom makes us happy, and you can't actually take that away from us. You can even take it away physically. You can force someone like Trump to stand for a mugshot or whatever. But as long as we are determined to have fun, they cannot win because our vision of the world, our idea of what we want to do is positive. It's fun. We're not about hurting other people. We're about knocking down obstacles so that everybody can live the best life they can. That's what this country is all about. They are about limiting. They are about closing off. They are about misery and spreading misery. And so I think within the boundaries of whatever you can afford and whatever responsibilities you have, you owe it to yourself to be happy. Absolutely. Because this is, this is the best moment that the bad guys are going to have. This is their peak. You know, Mark Hamill, the guy who played Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars movies, mm -hmm. he was tweeting about how happy he was that Trump had this mugshot. And I tweeted back at him, you don't get it. This is the end of The Empire Strikes Back. This is the last scene, <laughs> yep. you know, where, where Luke has to have his hand replaced because he lost to Darth Vader in the lightsaber fight. There's a sequel coming. Right. And the side you're on, Mark Hamill, doesn't win. So this is the beginning of the comeback for America, not just for Trump. The beginning of the comeback is that mugshot. That's how I see it.
Joel, Jason Hammer here. So one of the criticisms that I think Donald Trump got when he was the president was he talked about draining the swamp, but he didn't do a good enough job of it. Do you think this whole process from Russian collusion, the PP tapes, uh, the mug shots, the indictments, do you think if he gets another opportunity, he really understands that draining the swamp means you've got to fire everybody and it's got to be day one, from attorney generals to heads of the FBI to everybody that you can see that has had a hand in what's going on now. Do you think this has been a learning experience for Donald Trump? I think you can see that in his face in the mugshot. Yeah. As I said before, that's the you're fired face. And my first tweet when I saw that mugshot was, you're fired, in quotes, quoting Donald Trump. But I added, everyone, you're all fired. He's going to come in and he's going to make that sweeping change. The problem he had in his first term was that there were so few people that were loyal to him because so many of the establishment Republicans said publicly they could never work for him. So he came in with a small crew and they did what they could and they faced the collective combined resistance, literally that's what they call themselves, of not just the Democratic Party and the media and the civil service and the rest of it, but also significant portions of the Republican Party, which didn't want to repeal Obamacare, which didn't want to do the other things he needed to do to fund the border wall and so forth. This time, it doesn't actually matter how big or small his team is, because what the Democrats have done is they haven't just put Trump on trial. They've indicted 18 other co-defendants in Georgia. And when those 19 people have to show up and take mugshots, It's actually the entire American people, at least all of those Americans who support the president, they're in the dock with him. So they've actually created the army that Trump didn't have when he first came to the White House. And I think that there are going to be a lot of people, whether they're part of the Trump campaign or not, whether he appoints them to something or not, I think there are a lot of people now who understand the task that needs to be accomplished. And it's not, again, just about the Department of Justice or firing this person or even breaking up that department or whatever. Look at what's happening in New York. You've got the Democrat governor of New York blaming the federal government, i.e. Joe Biden, for the border crisis. There are going to be people who are going to wake up. I'm not saying she's a supporter of Trump, but there are going to be people who wake up and understand the things that need to be done to save this country. And many of those are the things they resisted doing when Trump tried them the first time. But I think now there really is going to be a quiet, silent, maybe not so silent, army that helps Trump achieve these changes. So the, the swamp is going to be drained. Now, does that mean he's going to win? He may not win. There are, of course, a lot of obstacles, and we have a long way to go. There could be some surprises. We might see Robert F. Kennedy Jr. perhaps taking out Joe Biden. Anything is possible. We have a long way to go. But this moment creates the mandate for the kind of sweeping change that Trump talked about but couldn't persuade enough people to help him with, and I think it's going to happen next time, or at least it will happen to a greater extent than before. Breitbart, senior editor-at-large, Joe Pollack. I know you can't probably do this in 60 seconds or less, but I just want to pivot real quick to the debate. Uh, Byron Donalds, representative out of Florida, said this. Donald Trump won the debate in absentia. Do you think that statement's accurate? I think it is accurate because, as he also pointed out, there was no candidate who showed they could replace the leadership of Donald Trump. When we talk about who won the debate or who did well, who did poorly, we're measuring them relative to each other, but we're not measuring them relative to what Republican voters want. Mm. 
And there's nobody on that stage who came out as the strong kind of leader that Donald Trump has been, like him or not, like his policies or not, however you feel about January 6th, whatever. He still is the leader that needs to be beaten if you're going to replace him as a primary rival. And there were some candidates who showed that they could do pretty well, but on their own strength, they failed to show that they would be a substitute, replacement, rival, or whatever. Your analysis of uh, yesterday in Trump's mugshot blew me away, Joel. Great stuff. Uh, That's Joel Pollack, Breitbart Senior Editor-at-Large. We'll talk to you soon, Joel. You're welcome back anytime. All right. Have a great weekend.